Merry Christmas, bitches. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. Yes, we are recording, David, on Christmas Eve, late at night. Yeah. When the kitties are in bed. The wives are probably fully drunk upstairs. <laughs> Chris Kringle's having his way with your wife as we speak. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's giving her the magic sled, I think he calls it. <laughs> he's getting his cookies and milk. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yourself? Good. Did you get all your Christmas shopping done? Or are you still hoping for that last gift from Amazon? <laughs> no. no. Um, but I did get, so for Christmas Eve, as most good Italians do, we make seven fishes type things. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight I ran out of ideas. I only made six, but it was like, it was a little bit of cheating. It was like cooked crab and cold crab, right? It was shrimp one way and shrimp another way. Um, and then I was supposed to, my seventh fish, I was supposed to leave some shrimp and make shrimp cocktail and I fucking forgot. So your parents, was your dad there? My dad was there. Yeah. Yeah. Did he just get all over you for it? No, but. Each time he helps me make a dish, right? There's this dish that he used to make, and so now I've been making it. But every time I'm making it, he gives me an ingredient that he didn't give me the time before. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, this is, this is different than last time. <laughs> you know no, how no, Italians like, are, though. I always though. told you this. And I'm like, no. Yeah, it's a pinch it. of this, a pinch of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Whatever's in the cabinet. Everybody, everybody was very happy. Everybody's happy and stuffed, so it's nice. 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 How was your night? Uh, not too bad. Spend some time with the in-laws. Uh, before we go into this week, though, we do have some technical corrections and some comments from prior episodes. Yeah, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to like these comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, the technical correction is on my end. I think we were talking about the uh, Let's Go Brandon slogan, and I I seem to remember seeing that it started at a college football game. It actually did not. I did some research on this. It Where actually it started start? at a NASCAR race. And uh, one of the race car drivers happened to be named Brandon Brown, and uh, so that's that's how the whole thing got started. Is they were they were yelling "fuck Joe Biden" and someone didn't like it, so they started chanting "Let's go Brandon." The and the only reason I actually know that is because there was an article this week about this guy Brandon Brown who was saying like it's completely derailed his career. He's like it's hard for me to like nobody wants to take me seriously. <laughs> yeah, but let's be honest, a NASCAR driver there. They're pretty much probably far right as it is. He probably, you know, his gun falls out of the back when he makes one of the turns. (laughs) Like, I'm sure he's fine with the fuck Joe Biden. Yeah, that's his problem. He's like, I I actually just wanted to say fuck Joe Biden. That would be great. (laughs) Anyways, the other other interesting point was my wife seemed to – I think she's getting a little sick of the uh, the third and fourth wife jokes, <laughs> and uh, she specifically said something to the effect of, "Michael, you need to get a new gig. <laughs> you need to come up with some new jokes. Those are getting pretty old." <laughs> yeah. Well, again, the next wife will find them funny, so I don't have to worry about thinking of new things. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell her, "I'm like, you realize if I bring this up, he's just going to keep doing it even more now that he knows that mm-hmm. it annoys Thank you." Thank you for this early Christmas gift, David. <laughs> 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 All right. So this week was uh, was interesting, to say the least. Have you ever seen the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I did. One of the few movies to sweep all five of the major categories. Did best it. Best actor, okay. best director, best movie, best supporting female, best supporting male. Uh, as of 10 years ago, it might have changed, but it used to be it was that, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and Silence of the Lambs. Mm, interesting. And uh, Lord of the Rings, even though they got seven uh, seven Academy Awards that one year, that wasn't uh, they didn't qualify so for that? Those are the kind of movies that get like best visual effect, best Hobbit feet. Like they don't get uh, the last one won best picture. But yeah, that and was I think really, it won best director. It also yeah. it didn't did not win best actor or supporting actor. Yeah. So no, that one I think was also kind of like a quote unquote lifetime achievement award for doing the three movies. That's how it kind of yeah felt. yeah you, you finished it. Here you go. Like yeah. you deserved it. Okay, we didn't we didn't think you would finish it. <laughs> so did you just anyways? Did you just see one flow of uh, one flow of Cook's next for the first time? Now? No, I actually have never seen it. Okay. However, I happen to know that it's about, you know, uh, inmates in the uh, in a mental asylum. Correct. Um, I went to go visit my dad today. 
Wow, that's a rough so, segue. <laughs> yes, it is a rough segue. But man, I've got I've got material for the next five episodes. Mm-hmm. So it because of COVID and, and Omicron and all that other shit, right? They're way more strict now with letting people in. So my wife couldn't go, so only I got to go up. So I go up, and visiting hours are only from one to two, and it's an hour and fifteen minute drive to get there. Hour and fifty—it's it's like a three and a half hour ordeal every single time to go see my dad, which sucks. But you know, it's the holidays. I want to make sure that you know he knows we're still here for him. So I go, I get there, I call when we leave the house. So they have an hour's notice to wake him up, get him ready, whatever they need to do in order to get him there. Okay, I show up. I log in, do all the things, put the mask on, put my phone away because you're not allowed to have a phone in there. Um, I go in and they're like, okay, great. Let me go wake him up. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like that right then and there, 20 minutes minimum before I get to see him. Because not only do they have to wake him up, he's going to be groggy. He's going to want something to drink or something to eat. They got to get him out of the bed. They got to put him in a wheelchair. They got to wheel him out to me. Like 20, 25 minutes minimum. And it did actually take that long. So I'm sitting there in this kind of visitor's area, but it's also the common area for all the people that are in this, you know, ward. So everybody uh, who basically has taken a parent out could be sitting next to you. Like, right? Well, like they, anybody, they want to spend time with their hour with their parent. They could be right next no, to you. No, this is the common area for the entire floor, right? So the the people that are staying there are just walking around. Okay, all right. Okay, all wearing their little robes and their socks and booties and stuff like that. I I really, I feel like I'm in, like, an institution. So I sit down, and and the nurse is like, look, just just sit here. We'll get them ready as quick as we can. I'm like, all right, fine. So I sit down, and there's, there's a woman, an older gal to my right, and there's about two older gals to my left. To my right, this lady's having a conversation. But I look around, and there's nobody anywhere near her. So she's having a conversation with somebody or herself. I don't know. Ghosts. Right? So I'm I'm bored. I can't. I don't have my phone, so I can't like check the news or anything like that. So I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear this lady, and I can't even say on the air some of the shit that she said. But apparently racism was okay when she was younger, <laughs> yeah. because she's having a full on conversation with what appears to be. A black male, okay, and she's using the N-word and using it quite a bit, and she's basically saying, you like to fuck white women, don't you? You, uh, I bet you lick their titties. Don't. And she's just going full on, like, yelling at this imaginary person for, I guess, womanizing white women. And she's saying all this racist shit, like shit where I'm like, holy fuck. And she's a white girl. So it's not like, you know, it's okay for her to be used in the N-word. And she's using it. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, So you know how, like, you read a lot in the paper about abuse that happens at these nursing homes? And I'm sure this place, I've never been there, but like most places, you have some black people, some white people, some Hispanic people who work there. Yeah. I, I'd be okay with the guy beating the shit out of her, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what her or story her. is. <laughs> like, like it just makes me want to know, what what is her story? How did she get there? What happened to her that she feels so angry that she's got a have a, a, a shouting match with a, an invisible person and is all, I mean, she was taking shit back to like the 1800s. Like that's how bad this thing was. I don't even want to repeat some of it, but holy shit. I so was just like, all right. How do you even start that conversation with her? She'd be like, uh, so Miss X, um, you hate black people, huh? <laughs> like how did this start? <laughs> like how do you even start that conversation with her? Yeah, I, I, I don't even know. So I was just I, I kind of just at that point I was just floored. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna just gonna ignore it and pretend. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I brought my dad a gift. All right. There's very limited what you can actually bring him. So we got him like, you know, like a robe, some slippers, just you know, soft stuff that he can have there. And so I've got this box that's wrapped, you know, like a Christmas gift sitting there. 
And this lady walks up to me, and she's kind of like over my right shoulder, and the, the box is to my right. And she she puts down, I guess they had just had lunch, so she puts down this like salad, you know, it's in like a clear plastic container. She puts down her salad right next to the gift. And then she walks away. So I don't think anything of it. To about 30 seconds later, she comes back, and she takes the gift. Hmm. And she starts moving it, and I put my hands on it, and I'm like, wait, that's mine. She's like, oh, oh, okay, I'm so sorry. She picked up her salad, and then she walked over to the next table. The racist ladies at the next table has a salad. She puts her salad next to the racist lady's salad, and then she picks up both salads and then comes back to my table and puts both salads down. And I'm like, all right, I think I see what's going on here. Then she tries to grab the gift again, and I'm like, this isn't that we're not negotiating here. I'm not trading two salads for this box. This did is mine. So I put my say anything? This did, did not say a word. So I put my arm on the box and I'm like, this is mine. She goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Picks up the two salads now and walks down the hall to the next lady and proceeds to do the same thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is going? Somebody like, where's the camera? Where's Aston Kusher? I'm getting punked. So in prison. Cigarettes are currency. It appears at this place, salad is Salads currency. Salads are currency. <laughs> Look, man, I'm giving you fucking lettuce. There's a cucumber in there. There's two tomatoes. It's worth that oh. gift. Give me that fucking gift. <laughs> and that's not it. She walks over to another lady all the way on my left. And this lady clearly is the most sane person in the room because she's like... You know, the, the nurses are walking by. She's like, hey, how's it going? You know, hey, can we change the channel? Can you turn the volume up? She's totally having a normal conversation, right? So don't know why she's there or whatever, but I'm like, all right, you know, interesting. So the salad lady walks over to her and they start having a conversation. And of course, you can hear everything in this room. I think it was by design. Like the nurses want to hear everything going on. Maybe. So she goes to the salad lady. So she goes, look, there's only three of them. I think that entryway is open. And then like a nurse walks towards the entryway. She's like, oh, no, we can't go down. What about this one over here on the left? There's a window over here on the left. This is the fourth floor. And she's like, she's literally plotting her escape, right? They're, and talking with the salad lady about what they're going to do and how they're going to escape. And I'm I, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. I'm like, what is this fucking, this can't be real. This cannot be real. I told you my mom's place. Some lady came up to me and like leaned into my ear and was like, you're going to help me get out of here, right? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, where's the cameras? There's no fucking way this is happening to me right now while I'm waiting for my dad to come out. Um, just so you know, since you haven't seen it, um, death, um, uh, One Flow of the Cougar Nest does not have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, now I definitely have to watch it because now I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta know what the hell's going on there. <laughs> all right, so while you were visiting um, your dad with a bunch of loons, I was visiting Town Hall with a bunch of loons. So I have in front of my house. They built the driveway and we extended it. And when they extended the driveway, the end of it, right near the street, curves in a little bit. So you can't basically just back straight out because you'll hit the end curb. And the reason being that the builder told me later, I thought he fucked up. The builder told me later, nope, there's an ordinance. I can't be within five feet of the telephone pole that's here. So I had to put that piece of the curb in more. Uh, so, so he curved around the pole. Yeah. So basically, yeah, he curved in a way around the pole. So it, it's just, it's half-assed. So I, over the summer, I got a couple guys to come and give me quotes and, None of them ever talked about a permit, all of them, but they were expensive. It was like five grand, four grand, four and a half grand. Like I got a couple quotes and I'm all like, I'm like, I'm asking you to move this curb like a foot. That's all I'm asking you to do. And then put a little blacktop where it was. And all of them are like, oh, it's a bigger project than you can imagine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this, this week I get a guy, another guy who did uh, a yard, a couple houses over for me. I saw a sign, uh, you know, it was placed on the street. So I called him. He comes over and he's like, he's the only one who said this besides my builder. He's like, I can't move that. It's illegal. He's like, where it is now, it's because it has to be a certain amount of distance from the telephone pole. He also gave like a super reasonable price. So I'm like, oh, really? Like, I didn't know that. I'm like, you sure? I'm like, and the guy's like, yeah. He's like, if I move it, I'll get in trouble and you'll get in trouble. So I'm like, fuck, well, what do I do? I'm like, it looks like shit. It's a pain in the balls when you try to back out. So he's like, look, do this. It's like, go to City Hall, give them the paperwork, 
And he's like, look, you might get a guy who's like doesn't come and measure or anything and just rubber stamps it. And you got you got approval. It's like they can never say anything. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. So I go into fucking city hall and the I go into the first door, the main door, and it's buildings, town buildings or something is the department, which to me sounds like what I would go to. I go there, walk down that hall, get to that building. Uh, that that room, and they're like, what are you here for? I tell them, like, no, that's not us. They're like, you got to go to building permits on the other side of the building. Go all the way to the other side of the fucking building. Go into building permits. What are you here for? Well, I, uh, I want to put in an application, you know, for the the, the, uh, the driveway, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. no, that's not us either. That's this other department. So I got to go all the way to the other fucking department. So everything is so fucking micromanaged that, like, if they were building a car... It would be like, oh no, you want you want the engine department. We got we just got tires here. Like we can't help you at all. <laughs> so after fucking four or five departments, I finally handed it in, and now I'm just in a holding pattern. I was actually really hoping over the Christmas break to get the guy who was like, I'm not fucking going out there today. It's you know it's a holiday stamp. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I could not believe how every little thing for a house, a building, your backyard, your front yard. Yeah, uh, sprinkler related, electrical related. Everyone, you had to go to a different fucking department in this thing. That's and you still have no idea if yes. you're going to get approved or not. And it's eight hundred bucks for the permit. So now I'm rolling the dice because I'm like, well, hopefully the guy will immediately say to me, "Oh, no, that's illegal. You you probably didn't know that as the homeowner. That's illegal. Here's your check back." But he could fucking deposit. I could be out eight hundred bucks to get told the same thing I already know. So. <laughs> <laughs> which I will not be happy with. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but come on. You, you tried, you're trying to skirt the system. You already know that you shouldn't get approved for it. You're trying to get around it. That's, that's, I don't know. That's like a, it's like a flop foul in the NBA. Come on. Come What's on, wrong dude. With that? <laughs> dude, people not get away with it in the NBA. <laughs> they get away with it all the time and everybody Look, hates it. The guy wants to it. be lazy and does, and I took a picture of it and I strategically, <laughs> I included a picture and I strategically, kept the telephone pole out of the picture. <laughs> so if the guy just looks at what I gave him, he'd be like, yeah, this is stupid. This totally makes sense. Approved. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, we'll see what happens. Interesting. So are you still on cable? I am kicking and screaming. The only reason I'm on, I'm, I'm still, it's direct TV, which is technically cable. The only reason I'm still on it, and we've talked about this before, is because of the uh, NFL ticket, the Sunday ticket, which gives me every NFL game. And my team is doing really well at the end of the season. If they were, I mean, they started the season one and seven. I'm a Dolphins fan. You know that. Maybe everybody doesn't. I'm a Dolphins fan. They started the season one and seven. So game number nine, I was like ready to literally like dialing the number to like cancel direct TV because that's Pull the, the only reason I keep it. Yeah. <laughs> and and then now they've gone on like a five or six game winning streak. So now I'm like, all right, I got to keep it for at least a couple more weeks. It's not costing me anything more to keep it other than the, the monthly payments. But, you know, I'm yeah. going to keep it until the end of the season and then ditch it. And I'm on YouTube TV, which does not have that option for your specific team, but it does have the red zone. And shout out to Frenchie who's paying for it for this year um, because he <laughs> uses my login. So um, he he had said, oh, I'll get it and I'll pay for it. But YouTube TV had a pissing contest with EBC, NBC, uh, ESPN, ABC, all the Disney channels. And so. Yeah, they're all owned by the same company. They're all owned by the same company. FX, FXX, there's like, you'd be surprised how many fucking companies are under this Disney shell. Oh, yeah. No, Disney, it went crazy yeah. buying up channels. So they're in this big pissing contest. And for a week, Across the bottom of the TV, anytime you're on any of those type channels, it says, just so you know, you might lose this service at 11.59 on, I don't remember the date, let's say Friday the 1st. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're telling you now, just so you know. So it's getting closer, it's getting closer, it's getting closer. So the day of, the night of, I am like, okay, they said 11.59. I have a half an hour show that I can watch. It'll be over before that time hits, just in case it does actually go off. They cut it fucking five minutes early, so I didn't get to watch the end of the show. <laughs> it, um, They also, which I didn't fucking think would happen, they took everything off of your back library that you had saved. 
Oh, shit. So, like, if you had a DVR, they would never do something like that because, but YouTube works. Because you own the DVR, yeah. Yeah, it's basically their cloud, their hard drive. So it also took away every fucking thing I had recorded that related to these different programs. So I was like, you motherfucker. And so they fight, you know, now, 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 shit just got real, as they say, right? And they fought over it for about a day and a half, and then ESPN comes back, and all the other channels come back. But instead of being like Ninja Dust and everything comes back the exact way it was, uh-huh. all the fucking – so YouTube actually is a great feature that you can um, uh, put your channels in custom order. So when your, your cable is ABC, CBS, NBC, this channel. Uh-huh. No, you can go in and fucking set your whole order up. That whole thing got wiped out. So when oh, I came shit. back, I, had, I fucking <laughs> – so I actually had to tell some people. I'm like, yeah, ESPN's back. I'm like, but if you did a custom order, it, it doesn't show up. You got to go back in and add it. That was one. And then two, the library's coming back, but like over time. So it's like the first day I went and tried to find the show. It probably has there. to re-download yeah. all that shit. <laughs> so fucking YouTube, man. Like little things like that. And actually fucking – how much do you think – so every cable provider, when they buy the rights to NBC, the rights to CBS, all that shit, it costs money. Mm-hmm. The Disney portion is $15 of the $55, I think, bill is just the Disney side. Because they're like, starting tomorrow, you will see a $15 credit until we get Disney back. That's you see, everybody, this is this is where I have a problem with the cable versus no cable thing. And I'm all about not supporting the cable companies anymore because that's the dying industry, right? It's just a matter of time before they go out of business. But the part that really I don't understand is if I shed DirecTV slash cable, all right, and it's costing me, say, 80 bucks a month, okay, what am I going to replace it with? YouTube TV or Hulu or or. 10 apps that all make up all the stations that I want. Guess what I'm paying? Yes, that's the thing. 60 right to now. 80 bucks a month. Right. With all these pluses, which have become the norm Disney Plus, Discovery Plus, Paramount Plus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Yeah, you would. You'd be at the same it's price. It's such bullshit. So there's no benefit other than the on demand thing, which for the most part, I get that anyways by just saying, hey, I want to watch something that fucking I missed yesterday. I can still do that on DirecTV. So it's bullshit. You're not saving anything. So the way I've gotten around it, and I'm, as you know, very big in fucking over the system wherever I can. (laughs) So we, a couple of us buy stuff and then we share it. So like I use one guy's HBO Max, another guy uses my Disney Plus and like stuff like that. So um, everybody kind of puts in a little bit, but it's shared over a bunch of different stuff. So I love that. Are you sure you, sure, you, sure you want to print that in this episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if uh, any of the channels are listening that think I'm doing that to them, I'm not. It's actually the other channels I'm doing it to, just so you know. <laughs> um, and then there is Movies Anywhere is this channel. And now with all these pluses, it doesn't matter anymore because like Disney, you have the entire fucking Disney library. And Hulu, you have a ton of libraries there. And Netflix, you have a ton of stuff. So those few kind of things get you as much as you need. But Movies Anywhere, it allows you to link about seven or eight services. So you could link Google Music, uh, Google, Pl- uh, what is it called? It called? Google, I think it's called Google Play is the movies. Um, you could link iTunes. You could link Amazon Prime, Microsoft, Vudu. Like there's a ton. And it shares every movie across every platform. Interesting. So what we've done is six of us have each logged in with one of our systems. And so now we all get all the movies if somebody buys them. So that's pretty good. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. Gaming the system. Yes, I love it. (laughs) Um, That's interesting that that the whole Disney fighting thing, that actually has happened a couple times on DirecTV with um, some of the smaller networks. Like, uh, obviously... No, no, even smaller than that. NCAA, uh, like the Pac-12 network, um, is uh, they got into this fight with DirecTV like many moons ago and pulled their their channel 
an entire fucking channel they pulled it from direct tv so now i can't watch any of the uh, arizona state games if they're not on like nationally televised so it's fucking pissed me off so now it's another service i have to go buy and pay 9.99 a month for if i want to see the game so i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna buy season tickets see those while they might be small in volume they're probably large in noise because college football basketball fan they don't fuck around like that's one thing that I could see that being a major uproar for taking that shit away. Yeah. So, I mean, it sucks because the away games, thankfully, my team's been good enough that pretty much all of their away games have been televised on like ESPN or at least like ESPN2, but not ESPN8, the Ocho. <laughs> Dodgeball <laughs> reference. The Ocho. <laughs> the Ocho. You know that every, once a year, they actually make it ESPN, the Ocho. Do and they, they show really? like that's, fucking that's darts. <laughs> and like badminton and like that's curling, awesome. yeah. They, it started with dodgeball. For those who don't know, that's yeah, where that, that started from. But now, yeah, ESPN does it as a fun thing every year. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, are you uh, are you all Christmased out as far as like you know the Christmas story, Christmas vacation, all the fucking four Christmases, all the stupid holiday fucking movies that they play five times a day every day. Um, yes and no. Like some of the ones I've seen a million times, like, uh, uh, a Christmas story, right? The one where you lose your eye, right? That one. Yeah. I don't even watch that anymore. It's just was on. And what is it like TBS or one of them does it for 24 yeah, it's hours? TBS, straight. I think. Yeah. So, on Christmas day, they'll play it on repeat all day long. So I usually like, that's one movie where I'm like, all right, I'll watch it once a year and I'll save that. It's been on every day this week, but I won't watch it until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've been trying to avoid a lot of them. Four Christmases with John Favreau, who I love. I'll do. I'll yeah. watch and see anything with him. That one I try to catch if I if it's on. Um, but what about you? Are you every watching day this a lot week, of shows? By the way. Fucking what? my wife is watching. My wife is like a, a serial watcher of these fucking romance, the rom coms, and Four Christmases has been on almost every day in my house, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I can't. I love Vince Vaughn. I love John Favreau, but I just can't. I can't do it anymore. Turn the fucking channel, please. Anything. So much so that the other night, I'm like, I can't. I can't stay home anymore. So I'm like, hey, what if we go buy some tickets to go see the Suns play? The Suns are in town. Let's go see the Suns. I just, I just want to get away from the TV. Then we ended up going to the Suns game. And then you sat next to Santa. <laughs> <laughs> so does that also transition to Christmas songs? Like, like that's something I've refused to listen to on the radio right now. Uh, I so I have a statute of limitations and it's gone. It was gone like three weeks ago, but like you know, December 1st rolls around, you know, Feliz Navidad. Like, yeah, I can, I, I can do it for a couple days, and then you know, like while they're putting the Christmas tree up, I'm like, all right, I can listen to that. Or wrapping, we're wrapping gifts, we could put some Christmas music on, I could do that. But other than that, no, absolutely not. Like, if I'm in the car. It's it's either heavy metal or EDM. I can't just fucking Christmas music anymore. Yeah, every every Christmas time, there's there's two songs I want to hear, and that's kind of it. What three songs? One is I want to hear at least once, sometime in early December. Do they know it's Christmas? Because that is the official kickoff of the Christmas season. <laughs> Fact. Official's kickoff of the summer season is "Summertime" by Will Smith. Also a fact. Like once that song you hit up for the first time, you're like, ah, summer. It has nothing to do with the the solstice. It's the song. Yeah. Um, So that one I like hearing once or twice, and that's it. Um, I love the song uh, "Christmas Rap." I think it's called by the Waitresses. Um, Oh yeah. yeah. I like hearing that song once or twice. That's about it. And then one of my favorite Christmas songs is "Christmas in Hollis," and you just never really hear that on the radio. So, I don't know what that is. But all what those old-timey stuff, I have no desire for. Bing Crosby, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, any of those guys, like, cloning yeah. these old songs, I couldn't give a shit about. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? Yeah, the song? worst is that fucking favorite Christmas song. No, I hate them all. Uh, I, I do, actually, I do have one I'll talk about in a second. The, the, the one song that my wife has to sing out loud and, like, you know, do the thing where she holds the microphone, like a, the, the make-pretend microphone, is that fucking uh, Mariah Carey song. It's in like all the Christmas rom coms. What is it? Uh, all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. Holy fuck, man! <laughs> I'm done with that song. <laughs> I was done with that song in November. Now, favorite Christmas song has got to be, and no one's gonna get this, but back in the '80s, early '80s, I want to say like '82, '83, maybe there was a movie called Beat Street, okay. and it was back when the rap scene was still underground before like. 
hip hop was a thing like and it was it was called Beach Street and was also about like graffiti so it was kind of like the at the time you and I were heavily into like graffiti artwork and rap and nobody was and you can only get it on AM radio but this, the movie's called Beach Street and there's a there's a song i think it's called Santa's rap and it's like Doug Fresh and like two other unknown guys doing this funny fucking rap about like Christmas in the ghetto and you know my you know my GI Joe was GI gay like all this <laughs> funny shit it's just funny it was like man you 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 screwed us last year you know they're having a, an argument with Santa Claus and ain't nothing under my Christmas tree but socks with holes is so, um it's is funny. Beach Street the one when when they made the second one it was called <laughs> Electric Boogaloo is that Beach Street no that too? was Electric uh. Boogaloo? No, that That's was breaking. um Breakin', yeah. Breakin'. Yeah. Breakin' was like one of the first like break dance movies back in the early eighties. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty funny. There's your Christmas so. gift to everybody. Go watch Breakin'. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't watch Breakin'. Watch Beach Street though. That was a good movie. Um yeah. So anyways, over the whole Christmas thing, ready to be done with it, ready to move on. But funny thing, we did uh, for Christmas, my wife decided that the dogs don't get enough exercise. So she bought them a fucking treadmill. Like an adult-sized treadmill or a dog-sized treadmill? It's a dog treadmill, but it's fucking, I want to say, like, half the size of an adult treadmill. It's not small. We put it together today. And, of course, the dogs are fucking terrified of it. They want nothing to do with it. I'm like, man, I've seen this. I've seen this fucking script before. This happened with my mom. <laughs> my dad got her a treadmill, and it was a fucking clothes rack in three weeks. So, I cannot believe so. I bought the cats a fucking stocking with their name on it, and my wife oh, gave geez. me shit about that. Talk <laughs> about buying a treadmill. <laughs> so you couldn't use it if you wanted to? Like, you couldn't run oh, on it? Oh, no, no. It would fuck. You know what? It would probably support my weight. Um, not for long, though. I think it would probably snap in half if I took maybe three or four steps on it. Because yeah. we bought, so, you know, my wife always complains that I don't exercise enough. Um, and here, I'll give your wife one. My f- current wife. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her I'm giving back. Tell her I gave yeah. back. That's my Christmas it's a giving gift. season. Uh, my current wife complains about, like, I didn't exercise enough. So we went out, and I was always like, well, we don't have any equipment here. So we decided to go get a treadmill, and then it became, I had to think of another excuse now that we have the treadmill, and I'm still not using it. So, um, Oh, my ankle hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not using it at all? No. I did for a while. <laughs> Like I'm I, like, you first didn't run it, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you run just to run? Well, the idea was, oh, I'll watch a show and I'll do like a brisk walk on it. Uh-huh. The, the couch is so much more comfortable. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I um, Changing the subject ever so slightly, I was... Uh, the wife and I were, went out to dinner the other night, and we were driving past Benihana. Those are still and around. Those are still around. Yeah, at least in Arizona they are. And I don't know how they're still around because it's like overpriced, mediocre food. But the thrill of going to Benihana is the teppanyaki table where the freaking chef comes out and does all the shit with the eggs. And he flips shit and he's, hey, ho, and he, he creates a volcano out of onions and starts that's, sets that's it on fire. That's standard issue. I think they all learn that in school. They, yeah, <laughs> they all do that, right? So I'm not racist, and this is like, I realized, like, I'm a reverse racist, right? So this happened a couple years ago. We go to a Benihana, and, you know, it had to be like 10, 15 years ago because my kids were younger. And we get there, and we get seated at the table, and I'm like, fucking sweet. This is awesome. I love this. The kids are going to love this, right? And, you know, there's a bunch of chefs at, at tables all around us. And then there are all these Asian guys and they're doing these fucking mad tricks. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be great, right? And then uh, this, like, white chick walks up and starts prepping the table. And she's got the chef hat on. And I'm like, wait a minute. Fucking every other table at this place has, like, a legitimate Japanese, like, chef. And we got this, like, 20-year-old white chick and she starts getting ready. I'm like, oh, cool. Who, you know, who 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 are you setting that up for? Ooh. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, uh, no, nobody, sir. Just just me. I'm gonna be your chef today. And I'm like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. <laughs> I want the Asian guy. Give me the Japanese guy. <laughs> well, it's funny because those places they play up, right? And 
who am I to complain about them playing up the stereotypical angle? But that's what they're going for, right? right the guys right, right. are over normally guy. I don't think I've ever seen a woman cook there. Um, but the guys are like overly doing it up with the way they're they're talking, they're acting, the shit they're wearing, and you know it's almost like dance, dance, dance. You know, like dance, monkey dance. Like that's what it is, <laughs> right? Like the, the the guy who plays the accordion and the monkey dances next to him for peanuts or whatever he used to. Do. It is pretty bad. I, I got I was pretty disappointed, but I got to give her props. She was she was pretty fucking good. So clearly she had the skills to compete. But you know, you kind of go there. You go to a, a you know Japanese restaurant. You kind of you kind of want the you want the Japanese dude to come up and 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 do his thing. And yeah, I guess it's reverse racism. I don't know. And, and look, I don't I don't know if there's a school for this. Just like there's a clown school, right? <laughs> there's literally a school for clowns. But they all it's how the much was the tuition there? Thing what? Is that <laughs> the school that I went sit. to? I <laughs> just let that one sit. <laughs> Ouch. I buried the lead there. <laughs> we could call this one Clown College. How about that? Um, <laughs> that hurts. That hurt. um, so they all do the exact same thing. It's flip the egg into the hat, flip the food in people's mouths, make oh, the yeah. volcano, and, you know, oh, yeah. standard issue. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. But that's what you go for. Yes. You know what? The fucking circus is the same every single time you go, but you still go. Carnival's the same every single time you go, but you still go. Yeah, you're really laying on this clown college thing on me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, question for you. So I thought of this Answer the other you. day. This is this is where we've gotten to now. I go to the bathroom. I don't. If I go to a public bathroom, whether it's male and female. Or male only. I don't put down the seat. I'll, I'll usually put it up. I'll grab. I'll grab some toilet paper. I won't touch it with my hand. If there's no toilet paper, they're fucked. But I'll grab it. I'll put it up. But I don't put it down. So, as soon as I finish and I leave, right? I wash my hands. Relax, people. I wash my hands. I left. <laughs> um, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, I got to write this in the notes for the show. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> How are you when you go to public bathrooms? Like, what do you do? Because, like, at home, I always put down the seat because one, I'm scared of my wife. Two, I just think it's the right thing to do in general, right? So I always put it down. Um, what do you do at public bathrooms? All right. Before I tell you what I do at public bathrooms, I will tell you that when my wife and I were still dating, we had an agreement. And I said, look, I will put the seat down 100% of the time as long as you also put the seat down 100% of the time. This way, little skin for me, little skin for you. You're doing something, I'm doing something. I'm not the one that's always stuck, you know, putting the seat down because it's always down for you. You never have to do anything. So she'll she'll put the lid down, sorry, the top, so that you never have to look at a bowl of water. So we have that agreement and that's that's been great. Um, public restrooms. I am not fucking touching that seat. I won't touch it with uh, a, a piece of toilet paper. Uh, maybe with my foot, I'll reach up if I'm feeling inclined and I'll move it down or up with my foot, but I'm not fucking touching that seat. Don't care about anybody else behind me or whatever. I just, I'm not touching the seat. Refuse to touch the seat. The foot, the foot thing on the seat, I do not fucking understand. My wife does the same thing. That's how she'll put a seat up or down. Um, with the, so basically with, when you're doing it with your foot, you're not getting the bottom. Like I get flushing with your foot cause that you can at least get the bottom of your oh, foot. Oh no, I'm getting the bottom 100%. How are you getting the bottom and lifting the toilet seat? Cause most of the toilet seats are U-shaped, right? They're not yeah. an O, they're not closed. And the little lips of the U usually hang off a little bit. So I catch it with my heel and then I push it up. No, that's, no, if, if there's no, no, I'm not doing it with my feet. No fucking way. Well, you just, you can't lift your, your foot above your ankle anyway, so okay. that's probably no. a problem. <laughs> that's not that far <laughs> off, but that's fucked up. <laughs> you know, it's a handicap. You're not supposed to make fun of handicapped people. Oh, okay. I'm a cancer. You can call me a cancer. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking cancer. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious because, like, that's what goes through my mind now when something like that happens. I'm like, ooh, I got to write this in the notes because I guarantee you otherwise we'll get here and you'll be like, anything happened this week? And I'm like, nah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. The notes are, like, all over the place for me, but I'm like, I'm like, oh, this happened. I want to talk about it. Yeah, if I don't write it down, it's fucking, it's not happening. One of the things I wrote down that I wanted to talk about was, uh, you know how I love me some document documentaries, right? Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about cable and TV. Maybe that's the theme for this episode. I don't know. 
but there was a documentary on HBO Max, and it was about a, a rapper who died. His name was Juice World. And the funny thing about Juice World is, um, you know, I do a lot of music. Um, I'll do some remixes every once in a while. I do some dance music. I do, I just, I do everything. I play guitar. So it depends on what I'm in the mood for. Um, I was looking for a song to remix just because I didn't have any ideas and I was bored. So I asked my kids. And my son, who's heavily into this artist, Juice World, um, was like, Dad, you gotta like, this dude is awesome. You gotta like check out his music pick one of his songs and remix it. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to his whole frigging catalog. Why don't you just pick a song for me? So he picked this song, Robbery, and I did a remix of it. Maybe we'll put it at the end of the episode. I don't know. I don't care. You know, this way nobody has to listen to it if they don't want to. Um, so anyways, I remixed the song, released it, and it was fine. Everybody loved it, and it was great. Um, so they had this documentary on Netflix, and I never really got into, like, I liked the music enough to want to remix it, but I never got into like, who's this dude? Where'd he come from? What's he all about, right? As it so would happen, he actually died, okay? Either while I was making the remix or not too long after. Okay. I can't remember what the timing of it was, but he literally died. And I'll tell you why what happened in a second. But so I'm like, oh shit, I gotta watch this documentary. I'm really interested now. So and I'm I'm like I told you we talked about the Beatles. Like I'm totally into people's creative process. Like I wanna though, understand. There could not be more extremes than the <laughs> Beatles on one side and Juice World on the other. You would think. I'm gonna prove you wrong. All right, so he's the fifth okay. Beatle. No, he's not the fifth Beatle, but he, remember how you and I were just in awe at how Eminem could get up on stage mm -hmm. and spit out lines and just tear people to shreds and just off the top of his head, right? He would make shit up and it was amazing. I will tell you that based upon what I saw in this documentary, I think Juice World was better than Eminem at that very thing. He would literally just sit there and spout shit and it all rhymed and it all sounded good and the lines were like unique and it wasn't like he wasn't rhyming bat with hat. He was doing some crazy shit and you see it at first and you're like, all right, that sounds rehearsed. And then he does it throughout the entire fucking documentary and you're like, holy shit, this dude is like the real deal. And everybody thought it at the time. They were like, he's going to be fucking huge. Well, he went multi-platinum on his first album almost immediately. So he literally had that, he was on that, that path. And then what ended up happening was, um, you've heard of the kid Leroy? He's in a, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. He's, he's super popular now, but, um, he and the kid Leroy did a song together and they were going to jump on a plane to fly to Chicago to go do a show together. Well, on the plane, they had a bunch of drugs and a bunch of guns and the pilot, saw them loading the shit up when they were, you know, getting on there. And so he ended up radioing ahead to the airport. The feds were waiting for them when they got there in an effort to hide some of the drugs. Juice World downed a whole bottle of fucking Percocets or whatever. And then he ended up ODing and died, like, literally right there on the plane. So, um, so super sad story, but obviously, you know, the dude had a drug problem. The entire fucking documentary, he's, he's, I've never heard of this before, but there's, it's a drug called lean. Okay. And what it is, is you take like any soft drink, like Sprite and you, you, you remove like a quarter of it and you replace it with prescription strength cough syrup. And yeah, it turns I've, into this I've like heard purple of it before I've um, never heard of it, but dude was on it. The entire documentary, he, he's drinking it the entire time, and he can hardly formulate a cohesive sentence, but he could rhyme out someone's ass. It was unbelievable. I'm like, he can hardly stand, yet he's sitting there and he's doing this. It impressed the hell out of me, but at the same time, I'm like, there's no way this guy was ever going to survive past 21. There's just absolutely no way. And uh, so if you want to learn how to do drugs, literally the entire like hour and a half documentary is just doing drugs the entire time. They're literally cutting up Percocet and snorting it while they're being interviewed. It's fucking crazy. If anybody's interested on this <laughs> Christmas morning now, that, that can be their new uh, Christmas family tradition, watching the Juice World documentary and downing a few leans. <laughs> oh, <Mr. Interesting. laughs> nope. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, 
So, first of all, you've now got us in the middle of a rap war, right? Like, we've got East Coast, West Coast shit now. You're talking about him versus Eminem. <laughs> One of us got to get shot now. You know the rules of this, right? <laughs> Hopefully they realize that it's you that said it, not me, and they take you out. My clown shoes will fucking protect me from any bullets, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, so two other things I want to talk about. So one uh-huh. is, um, I jokingly called it the artistic connection. So, talked about the artist before, right? Um, he was somebody who kind of outed himself on who he was on YouTube when he left a comment and was like, hey, am I the artist? And I was like, yeah, you are. But him and I really haven't spoke in like 20-something years. Like I went to his wedding in 2003, and we haven't really spoke since then. No, no reason. It wasn't like, fuck you, fuck you, nothing. And in the history of my life, he is like – You've beat him in the horse race by, like, a hair. Like, I've known him almost as long as you. He lived um, right around the corner from us Mm -hmm. as well. So, like, I've known him as long as well as – I've known him for as long as well. So, I got his – actually, a couple friends keep in touch with him. So, I got his number, and I reached out to him. And we were just bullshitting back and forth. And I asked him. And it's funny about, like, just time goes by and, like, you're wondering things and – you have this whole scenario in your head. Like, I just, I didn't know why we didn't talk. So I asked him, I'm like, I just, I got a question. I'm like, how come you kept in touch with Big Daddy and one other guy? And I'm like, but I haven't heard from you in forever. And he was like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, we hadn't talked in a while. And then I felt we should just get together in person. He's like, and then that fell away. And then he goes, and I goes, I guess I overthought it. So it's so weird. Like, this is something that I've literally thought about for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what yeah. happened. Like, and look, if anything, you know this as well as anybody else, I could easily say something to piss somebody off, right? Yeah. But there was none of that. <laughs> it was just literally, we just kind of, quote unquote, fell out of touch. So it was really weird. So it was nice yeah. to get back in touch with him. Um, hopefully we'll continue. He has a, we have another good friend um, who lives in my town as well now. So hopefully we'll see each other soon. But oh, cool. I just thought it was interesting to like, reconnect with somebody that I hadn't talked to in a while and somebody I've known fucking, you know, 40 something years. Yeah. Hadn't, hadn't heard or talked to him in a while. And then he commented on one of the episodes yeah. on YouTube, one of the earlier episodes, which was awesome. So yeah, and nice like, to, I still, to rekindle that. Yeah. And I still have like my first email address. Right. And so every once in a while, somebody will randomly reach out to me on that address. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I can't, yeah, I can't believe you, like, because people are always like, why do you keep this address still? Like, everybody else has now, like, my name in a year at gmail.com or, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's a Hotmail. It's not a net zero, thank God, or it's not an AOL. <laughs> but I'm like. I can't I, believe Hotmail is still a fucking thing. <laughs> I'm like, the reason, well, you, don't, you can't even go to fucking Hotmail anymore. You go to Hotmail, it brings you to Outlook.com. <laughs> but I'm like, I've had this email address for so long that I'm like, there's a lot of people I grew up with who know this email address. So um, I, I thought that was just interesting. It was a nice thing. It's my little uh, Christmas miracle, if you would, unlike yours, which was discovering Juice World. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out, which is funny, because we tell people all the time, you know, we joke about the sponsorship if people wanted to sponsor the episode. And we're never going to turn that down, but that's not really why we're here. Um, and we haven't done any ads, but who knows down the road, like we both said, look, if somebody starts throwing around good money to do them, well, fuck, we'll listen. Yeah, but there's, there's well, let me let me put that one in bed. There's no good money to be made in podcasting unless you have millions of view, listeners. Well, we're there. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're um, close. We're close. Yeah. So seven is not millions, <laughs> <laughs> and that's me counting me listening from three devices. <laughs> no. Um. So, uh, the thing is, is this the podcast actually costs us money, right? Costs us money to buy mm-hmm. equipment, or me to buy equipment because you have all this electronic shit. <laughs> If anybody happened to be watching this right now on YouTube, David has fucking Darth Vader behind him bleeping and shit because there's so much electronics in there. But we also have to pay for the service that we use to host the podcast, how we record and all that good stuff. So the the deal we made was we just we'd always split costs 50-50. So the funny thing is last week you told me the service renewed. Yeah. And I paid one penny more than you just so I could say I own more than 50%. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. Yeah, you thought that was kind of cute. I did. I yeah, enjoyed it, that, actually. That's, that's, that's nice. Don't that's talk to your nice. boss that way, buddy. 
<laughs> what I haven't told you is the uh, $15 a month hosting fee that I've been paying for. <laughs> so I think I own like 60% of this bitch. I'm sorry, you broke up there. I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> All right, well, listen, Merry Christmas. It is now officially Christmas. Yes, it is. Merry Christmas, everybody. Actually, when they, they hear this, it'll be after Christmas. So hope you had a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. All that other bullshit. Not bullshit. Other holidays. <laughs> Don't piss off Same the thing. Jews and the blacks and, and everybody who's not uh, you or I. <laughs> we, we welcome <laughs> all holidays. With that, yes, I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Jingling are we really? To, to David's remix of, of Juice World. <laughs> she told me put my heart in the bag. Ain't nobody gets hurt. Now I'm running from the love. I'm not fast. So I'm making it worse. Now I'm picking up a grave for my past. I'm a whole different person. It's a gift and a curse. But I cannot reverse it. I I get high when you don't decide to answer it